Hi guys. Thanks so much for joining me today. I am your host, Kay Michelle, and thank you for joining me on another episode of the Independent Black Woman Podcast. Um, today, I have a pretty interesting one for you all. Um, just a little backstory. I happened to be scrolling down my Facebook and I kept coming across this video. I mean, you know how like people do like, I guess, like the voiceovers and things like that. But it was this video and it was talking about dating and how we don't date for marriage. We we date for divorce. Right? Interesting, huh? So I, I figured that's something that we can jump into today. Uh, so yeah, if you're interested in hearing me rant or talk about this or you got some ideas of your own as as per the usual, please stay tuned, click in, tune in, chat with me. Let's jump on into it, okay? Dating for divorce. All right, guys, um, before we jump into the topic itself, I do want to throw this out there. Uh, I I just want to put the, the keyword perspective. That is my word of the day, perspective. As you listen to this episode, I really want you to think about where you stand in this argument, um, because do I think that dating for divorce is a thing? Actually, yeah. You know, when I heard it, I said, ooh, Ooh, okay. No, for real. Okay. I see how this could happen. I see how this is a thing. Um, but then I also kind of challenged myself, you know, the whole devil's advocate thing, dating for marriage. And I know that I've spoken about dating just in general in previous episodes and my thoughts on that, making sure that when you are dating, you are purposefully dating, um, that you do it with the intention of a relationship, with the intention of a marriage, with the intention of whatever it is that you want your outcome to be. And so I look at this the same way. Do I think that you can quote date for divorce? Yeah, actually, because um, there are some some pretty simple steps that you can follow. You know, it's like that self-fulfilling prophecy, right? You do the things to get the outcome. If you see it happening a certain way, you're more likely to do the things to get that outcome. Um, like people who go to like, what is it? Like psychics and stuff like that, right? I foresee in the next five years, you're going to meet the love of your life. Well, duh, because now all little Sarah's going to do is jump on dating apps and, you know, find every Tom, Dick, and Harry she can because she's convinced that one of these motherfuckers is fitting to be the one, <laughs> fitting to be the one, right? So you magically increased your chances, chances, sorry, all on your own because you heard that you were going to meet the love of your life hella soon, right? So that's that's kind of my take on this. I feel like when you get into relationships, when you decide I'm ready to date, you can learn a lot of habits a lot of really crap habits. You can also learn a lot of really good habits, you know? Um, the same way that we spend a lot of time worrying about the red flags these days, we could be looking for the green flags and even the yellow flags or the purple flags, you know, whatever your flags happen to be. But it's about where you place your time, where you place your energy. And I do think it's about perspective. Um, so just to kind of jump into this, what what does this this mean, right? This whole dating is just practice for divorce. So 
according to the person that I, I think this comes from, so do not quote me, do not come for me. I don't know. Like I said, I just happened to see videos on it and like the whole voiceover, um, you know, like TikToky stuff or whatever. But I think it's from uh, that pastor. Is he a pastor? I don't know. But I, I think he's like, you know, a Christian guy, uh, Mike Todd. Um, shout out to him who has, I mean, he's got a lot of cool things. I'm not going to say I don't listen to him, but um yeah i know of him kind of sort of i do follow them on the gram um you know wonderful people i get it i I get where they're coming from but his view kind of was you know we we date and we're learning these habits basically um that aren't really aligned with a marriage it's more about learning um you know how to how to give up basically you know that when you date you can cut it off when you're done you can decide you know your 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 breaking points your non-negotiables whatever and yes I am horribly paraphrasing this because again I did not listen to the entire thing I'm sure he's got way more awesome stuff to say and if you guys would like for me to listen to the entire thing and kind of come back with a different view I have no problem doing that however like I said I saw this little snippet and it really just inspired me because it it hit me that ooh, you know this is this is true and this is actually a really good point but um yeah you know as you date you're 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 coming up with a lot of reasons why you shouldn't stay with someone you know and that is literally just practice for when you're in your marriage and you're noticing all these little things that you kind of don't want to put up with. Yeah, we should get divorced. It's just making it that much easier for you to see divorce as an option, basically. Because while you're dating, you're looking for all those reasons why this person just ain't really the one. And I I get that. I can see that. If you choose to look at it from that perspective. Um, and mind you, I think I've mentioned this before, but I do view dating as a like three part series, right? There's like that, that we're talking phase. Then there's like the we're dating phase. Then there's the we're in a relationship phase. You know, for me, I think it's important to separate those things out because that kind of eliminates a lot of this stuff. It eliminates actually a lot of those concerns, you know, Um, those concerns of not being with the right partner or seeing that, ooh, they've got some habits and some things that I don't really want to deal with. So I'm gonna cut them off. Yeah, you can do that during the talking phase for sure. You can get to know that person enough to where you're like, mm, you know, it maybe it was just lust, baby. It was just lust. I was just attracted to you. Um, but realistically, I can't see us being together, right? And even during that um, like dating phase, when you're taking me out, you are doing the things, we're spending more time together. Uh, maybe you've spent the night with me here and there. Again, doesn't mean we're together. <laughs> we're not boyfriend, girlfriend. We're not title official. This is not a relationship, sweetheart. But we're spending so much more time together. Um, I'm now seeing more of your habits. We're getting more intimate. I can decide here that, ooh, this just ain't, this ain't for me, Right. But then there's that relationship phase where to me, you know, if you've kind of gone through this process correctly and thoroughly, I will say, if you've gone through it thoroughly, then by now, you know, right? Like, you know, this person's ins and outs. Maybe it's been a year, year and a half. You're finally ready to to really be serious with them. Um, you guys have spent days together. Maybe he's or she has spent the weekend with you. Maybe they've met your family, you know. 
you're at the point where you're not really looking for like a thrill, right? Like it's not important to you that you always go out somewhere. Or maybe it is because that's just, you know, the type of life that you live with your little extravagant ass. You do you, boo. Do you. (laughs) But maybe you're at the point now in your relationship where, you know, a quiet night in staring at each other in playing Scrabble just sounds like a hell of a good time. So whatever. But at this point, you should know enough about this person to where should you guys break up, it's got to be for a reason, okay? A reason. It's got to be something. This man, this person, this woman, this whoever must have bamboozled you so bad. They got you discombobulated. Like, which side is up? It's like, whoa, what happened here? You are you are a lie. You is the devil in the skies. Like, they have got to have gotten you so, so mixed up that you just, you just, you just had no choice. You know what I'm saying? Like, like at this point, after you vetted them, after you've gone through this process, you guys are basically together. It's like, okay, I see us with the future for you guys to break up. Something gotta just pop the, something gotta happen. Right? So for some, it could be cheating for, I mean, maybe they are living like a double life, right? Maybe you get in there and it's like, oh shoot, you fraud and like you as a whole criminal. I had no idea. Maybe that's your, your non-negotiable, your breaking point. Um, but none of the other stuff, right? By this point, you know, do they want kids? Do they not want kids? You know, what is their financial status? What's my financial status? Do we work well together? Do we not work well together? Where do we want to live in life? What are we going to do? What is our faith? What are our beliefs? All that should be figured out by now, right? Because we're in the relationship phase. Right now, if something were to break you apart it has to be some big extravagant unforeseen thing that's what we're talking about right now um this isn't really the phase where people quote you know grow apart right so i think for this to work for this whole dating being practiced for divorce i think this has to be in step one or two this has to be in the talking phase it's got to be in the initial dating phases um that's the only way that it makes sense to me because because once you've kind of, you know, figured out why we're together, what we're doing, all that jazz, there really is no breakup plan, right? Like there really isn't the thing that's going to break us apart. Um, there is no ease by which I want to be separated from my partner at this point, right? Um, so, so yeah, let's, let's jump into to that little tidbit, the practice thing, the practice for divorce. I know I've heard people say, you know, you're dating the person that you want to marry. And again, I agree. I feel like when you're ready to date, when you're ready to make a relationship work, all that jazz, it's because you see some sort of future. And I'm not saying that your future is or is not marriage. Um, maybe it could just be like a long-term partnership or commitment. I'm open to that as well. Like, I don't see the point in really tying the knot and all that jazz. Would it be fun to have a party? Probably. But, you know, I wouldn't be upset or against someone that just wanted to be together long term. I get that there's benefits to it. But I also understand that there's a lot of uh, like stress that come with just having the title of husband wife. Um, And I I get that some people just feel better if we just say, hey, you know, this is what it is. It makes it easier for that, you know, in the future, if we do happen to not work out, you know, let's say that Steve does cheat on you when you're pregnant or what I'm being dramatic. I am. I am being dramatic. But, you know, just in the future, if things wouldn't work out. I I understand why some people don't want to have that binding contract of marriage because it's it is easier to separate from then on out. Um, but again, I don't think that in any way denotes that these people went into the relationship 
went into the marriage or the partnership or whatever with the intention of separating. Um, I think they're just being open to the possibilities and, and it maybe it could be the way that you see yourself, right? Like maybe you don't see yourself as a long-term monogamous individual. Maybe you see yourself as being wild and free. Maybe you view this as a time in your life that isn't going to last forever and you are open to what your later in life years look like. Okay, like anything is possible here, you know, use your own judgment, use your own kind of sense for what you want in the future in that situation. Um, However, when we look at it from the practice standpoint, I think it's really important to note, yes, what you want, but then be where you're coming from. Because how are you practicing for something if you haven't learned about it? Right? Like you can't just wake up one day and say, I'm going to practice monogamy. You know, I'm going to practice or whatever, football. You know, you have some kind of an idea of what that looks like first. You don't just invent it in your mind. I'm going to go and practice skittle ball. Like, you know what I'm saying? So somebody's like, well, what the fuck? What is that? What is skittle ball? Well, I thought of it in my brain and that's what I, I want for my future. I mean, and, and realistically, that's what we do when it comes to relationships, right? We're like, yeah. I can't wait to be with someone. Cool. Well, what does that look like? Uh, well, I don't know. I just know that they're going to be kind to me. They're going to treat me with respect. They're going to do all of these things. Okay, well, where'd you get that from? Well, um, that's how my dad treated my mom. That's how my mom treated my dad. That's how my cousin. Yeah, right, right. We all get it from somewhere. That's that's kind of the point. So when you're getting this stuff from somewhere you have to ask yourself, what are you practicing other than someone else's footsteps? You're just repeating the things that you've learned. So on some level, a lot of partnerships, relationships, dating is just like a regurgitation of all of the the, the places and the people and the media that we've seen and that we've accumulated and that we're spitting out. Our favorite couple from TV might have spoken to each other in the cutest, sweetest way, or maybe they would play fight all the time or scream at each other when they're mad. Our favorite couples from Instagram, from TikTok are always playing jokes on each other, right? We don't see the actuality of their their togetherness. Um, we don't get the ins and outs. We don't see when they're upset with each other. We don't see that. We just see all this playfulness. And so we view that as like, ooh, uh, I can't wait to have somebody who plays around with me like that. And so you go into these situations looking for that type of bond. And I mean, sometimes you find it, but most of the time you don't because people are people, you know, you have to find your fit. And so when you're practicing this whole, uh, you know, I want to be with you, this is this is what we do together. And you see that it doesn't work. Do you go straight to well, then fine, you're not my person and dump them on to the next or do you say, oh, maybe there's something else that we could that we could work on here. Maybe there's something else for, for you, right? Something else that, that defines us a little bit better um, because we're not the funny couple, you know? We're not the play argument couple. Maybe we're the serious couple. Do you have those types of conversations or do you just cut it off because you're looking for that playfulness that you saw? You want to recreate the thing that you saw online. Um, and that's, that's the, the big question. Right. That's the big thing. So what are you looking for? What are you trying to create? What are you trying to produce? Because if your idea of a successful relationship looks like A, you are automatically going to be doing a bunch of A type stuff to get the A result. 
instead of focusing on what you and your partner are needing in order to be successful. So that's where I think perspective comes in. Because if you know enough to step back and say, damn, we just not that funny together, you know, or you, I don't like your jokes. Your jokes, they be pissing me off. I need you to stop fucking playing, Steve. Stop, because it's not funny. Right. And Steve can be like, oh, damn, my bad, Cheryl. Let me let me calm down. Right. If he respects you in that way and says, oh, my bad, let me let me stop. That gives you guys a chance to kind of work through that. That shows that there's something underneath there that's workable and buildable. And that might be the thing that you cling to that says, "Okay, cool, bet. So we're not the funny couple. We can adapt, though, because you are someone that respects me and my boundaries. You allowed me to have this conversation with you. I was able and comfortable enough to have this conversation with you. We didn't get mad at each other. We resolved our problem. That is a huge skill to have as a couple, right? That is you practicing for marriage. That is you resolving that situation right then and there. That is not you um, deciding that this just ain't going to work out because you not being the person that I thought you was fitting to be. So in that situation, it literally goes either way. (laughs) I could have said, F you, you're not the guy I wanted or you're not the partner I wanted and and I'm going to find someone funny. Or I sat there and said, hmm, this ain't really what I thought it was going to be. This working for you because this ain't working for me. And we can resolve and move forward from there. So what makes the difference in that case? At what point are you practicing for marriage? And at what point are you practicing for divorce? At what point are you saying, I want to work through this? And at what point are you saying, I ain't got to put up with this bullshit? And you ready to walk. To me, that's perspective. To me, if I went into the situation because I'm looking for someone to be with long term, I am looking for resolution automatically. Because I know that being in a long term relationship is not no, I get what I want when I want it type stuff. It is a lot of compromise. It is a lot of communicating. It is a lot of getting my feelings hurt and getting over myself because pride is not more important than, than, than the, the couple. That's what that is. But when you are in that step one and that step two, it's a lot easier for you to not really be invested and to not really care about the long term thing because you're you're looking for reasons for this not to work. Right. None of us find a person, you know, the first person and are like, hell, yeah, this is it forever. No, especially when you're older. Right. When you're in your later 20s and early 30s and whatever and you're looking at these potential partners, you're not sitting there thinking like the next guy that you see is going to be the one. You're not thinking the next woman that you see is going to be the one. The next person that you see is going to be it. You're sitting here thinking like, oh, I cannot wait to find them in the sea of all these, in the sea of all these options. <laughs> Let me start trickling them down. Let me start finding the thing, right? We, we want to date around. You want to date around. That is the purpose of step one and step two. Because you're not serious yet. The purpose of talking is because you're putting out feelers. The purpose of dating is because you're starting to be like, ooh, let me try to align myself with you. The purpose of a relationship is for you guys to start becoming one. The purpose of marriage is to go on ahead and bind that. The purpose of a long-term relationship is for you guys to go on ahead and, 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 and be stuck with each other, right? So you have got to go into it with the thought of what you want to get out of it. And when you're doing that, your actions are going to reflect that long-term goal. If you don't know what you want when you start, hell yeah, you're going to make a lot of selfish and self-serving decisions. Because at the end of the day, human beings are selfish creatures. 
We are about our own carnal pleasures. We do not care about the feelings of others. I don't care who you is. I don't care how much well, he got a good heart, y'all. He, he would do anything for anybody. I don't give no, no. Telling them to shut up because that's a lie. That's a lie. That's a lie. We are all self-serving creatures. We are self-preserving creatures. Um, I mean, maybe you can say that about, you know, mothers and fathers and whatever, but, but just forget all that. At the base of any human being, we are about ourselves. And when you go into something because you want to do it, right? You don't really have a rhyme or reason. You're kind of just like, oh, let me go date. Let me go do this. You're doing it because you want that pleasure. You want someone that's about you. You want that attention. You want that freshness, that newness. And some people, I'm not going to lie, you can get addicted to that. You can definitely get addicted to that feeling. You can always want that new, that new, that new. You can become very absorbed in that. Um, and, and you could probably just date forever and totally just get high off dating forever. But at some point, you know, and that's, a, that's another story for another day, but at some point it will get boring and it will get lonely and you'll see and um, you'll make those changes when you're ready to make them. But for the purposes of this conversation, um, just keep in mind, again, you're, you're in game. What are you trying to get out of it? And in the beginning, it's really easy for you to choose you, okay? And so I can see that in choosing me, I am setting myself up for that divorce because I'm not letting myself learn how to be a partner. I'm not letting myself learn how to be disappointed by someone, how to accept that people make mistakes, how to accept that ultimately my partner is going to hurt me. And it's not about the fact that they hurt me. It's about how they're willing to make that up, how they're willing to change me, how they're willing to work with me, how they're willing to pull me through when I'm at my worst. And likewise, it's not about the fact that I'm going to hurt you. It's about what I'm willing to do to to prove it back to you that I care what I'm willing to do to put myself second beneath you, right? Because that's really what a partnership is. It's, it's us working together. It's us making these decisions. And unfortunately, when you've got two separate brains, you know, sometimes someone has to be right. And of course, the other one has to be wrong. Someone's got to be prideful. Someone's got to be humble. Someone's got to sacrifice. Someone's got to absorb it all. It is a give and a take, but it's never going to be equal. And so a lot of learning to work with someone is putting your selfish desires aside. Not completely, obviously. You know, we're not talking about someone just kind of running over you and, 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 you know, taking over your life and doing what they want to do. I'm saying it's, it's going to shift over time for sure. Be ready in your season, be ready in their season. But you got to be careful about the ones that are always willing to give, give, give and the ones that are always willing to take, take, take because that usually means they have zero practice in the reverse subject, right? So when I'm the one who is always giving and I'm so depleted, when I start feeling like, you know, oh, I need something and I, I need, I'm going to feel super taken advantage of. I'm going to suddenly feel like you're never listening to me. You're never there for me. You've never done this for me. Um, when in reality, maybe the, the other person, the partner just didn't realize how much they were absorbing because I was just giving so much, you know, and I could be giving while they're not even asking for it. And I'm blaming them secretly for these things. And I'm not willing to see it because I want to be a people pleaser so bad that I'm just, you know, shooting it all out there. And by the time I blow up, right, and I want, I want to be number one, I want to be noticed, I want you to give to me now, it's really hard for that other person, that taker, you know, that, that, that person that's, that's readily receiving all of this. It's really hard for them to suddenly switch over and be like, okay, yeah, yeah, let me, let me give. You know, technically, they don't know how to give. They've never had to do it because you've always just willingly released it. 
So, you know, look out for stuff like that. But are you setting yourself up for, you know, this this divorce tactic because you you give and you didn't take or, you know, vice versa? I don't think so. I really don't. I think that what you get out of it is 100% what you're putting into it, but only when that thing aligns with your long-term goal. If I want to be with you, if I want to stay with you, if I see us together, if we see us together, you know, we've actively put in this step in this work. We are practicing for marriage because I'm looking to resolve. Like I said, I'm looking to fix. I'm looking to be heard right now. And I'm going to try my best to do the things that allow you to listen. Now, if I have done this, right, if in our relationship, I have express to you that this is how I feel, this is what I want, this is what's going on, and you're not accepting of that, then by all means, 100% sure, then call it practicing for divorce all you want to. Go on ahead and call it that. Please go on ahead and call it that. Please go on ahead and call it that. Because to me, that is a reason for divorce. That is a reason for us not to work together. I don't think anyone should have to work through things that hurt them or make them uncomfortable or make them, and again, not like just that base, basic uncomfortable uncomfortableness. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying like that 100%. You're taking advantage of me. You're using me and you don't even see it. You're hurting me. I I feel less than, this is emotional abuse at this point. I feel neglected at this point. If I've tried to talk to you through these situations, if we've tried to communicate this and it's not working, yeah, leave. Please leave. Because that is a sign of what is to come if you did get married. 110%. There is no working through the disrespect. If someone just isn't the fit for you, they're just not the fit for you. And there's nothing wrong. There's no shame in walking away from that. To me, that's not practicing for divorce. That is practicing for marriage because you're noticing that this does not work. We are not compatible here. So why would you want to put a ring on that? (laughs) Why would you want to put a ring on that? I can see how someone being disrespected in a relationship would be disrespected in a marriage. I can see how and why you'd want to divorce that. Like the freak, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and I guess that's the other big thing of this too. Like, what are you, what is, what does this even mean when it comes to divorce then? Because again, is it those big ticket items where it's like, oh, you cheated and you've got a second life and, and, and I've been bamboozled and, and frauded and all this other stuff. Is it a matter of abuse? Is it a matter of, you know, a disrespectful partner? Um, what are those things that are happening? Because I would venture to ask, was this a part of your dating experience? Because unless this person 100% flipped the script and became a brand new son of a bitch, brand new fresh out the package new smelling like plastic new unless that happened you did come into contact with that version of them throughout the talking the dating and the relationship phase and instead of putting yourself first right being self-serving you decided to give in to them for whatever reason you chose and they ate that shit up they ate that shit up So it left you fully depleted and upset and hurt. And now you're in a situation where maybe you've been married for five years, three years, whatever. And it's like, I can't do this no more. I mean, is Christianity saying that you have to push through that? I personally don't think it does. And I'm not coming from a, quote, be happy type of perspective, you know, where people say like, it's, it's too, life's too short to be miserable. Don't do that. No. I mean, if there's things that you can work through, I do think go to counseling, um, bring it up with your religious 
you know, advisors and all that jazz. Talk to family if you want to. I mean, I wouldn't talk to family. I wouldn't. But if you went to that type of thing, I'm not going to tell you not to. You know, everybody needs support. Get your support. Um, but see a professional for sure if you can. Um, and, and, and explore that. And if it comes out that, you know, you are less than what you started as, that you have somehow given yourself up along the way, that this person has just been using you, you know, leeching off your life, whatever the case may be. Get out, sis. Get out. There's no shame in that. But on the flip side, if you find that this is a communication issue, you know, that you haven't even addressed the problems that you're feeling, that you just feel like you can't bring them up, then that's something that I would say work through, you know? And I think either way, it's not a habit that you learned in dating. I would say it's a habit that you learn from other people. Because again, how much of what we do practice-wise in dating is of our own accord versus what we've seen other people do. You have no idea what your relationship is going to be, right? What the fuck is a Skittle ball? (laughs) Who made that up? You made that up. You're playing by your own rules. And I think this kind of goes back to um, something I talked about before. And I think in a different episode when it came to like being an uh, uh, entrepreneur, right? You're creating the space, You're walking into a room that you're building. And instead of you deciding, I don't like this room, let me remake it. We try so hard to fit ourselves into the box, the box that we created, but we're using everybody else's definitions of that box. And we're not fitting into the box that we created. Like sis, you are in control. This relationship is your idea. It is the thing that you want it to be. There's no such thing as a perfect relationships by other by other people's standard for the simple fact that a relationship is personable to you. The person that you are with him is not going to be the person that you are with the next person. The person that you were three years ago with Steve, who was abused, it's not going to be the person that you are today with little Tim. You know what I'm saying? You're a different creature in this new partnership and that's how it should be. So you cannot play by those old rules. You can't use that old definition. It's not you. It's not y'all. And that to me is one of the biggest problems that we have. We keep trying to create an image that matches what we're used to seeing instead of creating what works for us. It's got to work for us. So when you decide to practice us, you know, Sarah and, and Tim, Billy and Marge, you know, whatever. When you decide what you guys want it to be and you put the steps in that work towards y'all, I think you'll see how much easier relationships flow, you know, um, how less stressful it is to align yourself with someone. Um, I think when people say, you know, well, we just clicked. We just, it's so amazing. We just, you're not really trying to let it be something else. You're not trying to put a label on it or actions on it that you did with other people. You're not trying to like create a magic formula. You're just trying to vibe together. You're trying to live together. You know, you're trying to create together and that's what it becomes. Um, so, you know, I don't think that that dating kind of teaches you when to leave or teaches you, you know, to not accept what you don't want. Um, I think it's an open format of discovering those things for sure. But again, as long as your intentions are to create something long lasting, you know enough to to not use it as the scapegoat. You should know enough to not sit here and say, you know, well, you know, I'm so glad I'm dating because I ain't got to put up with this shit. No, like you should know that you don't have to put up with disrespect. You should know that you don't have to put up with someone t- calling you out your name. You should know you don't have to put up with, with cheating. 
but it's not as simple as just seeing what you don't have to deal with. Oh, girl, he snore. Okay, and sis, like, <laughs> what's your point? Does that just irritate you? I mean, I'm sure you fart in your sleep. So the fuck, like, shut up, <laughs> chill, chill. Everybody has habits. Everybody has things. That's part of being human. And if you think, you know, your stuff don't smell, baby, baby, get your life. But that to me has nothing to do with the seriousness of binding yourself with someone. And if it does for you, then that's super vain. And I'm going to need you to just do a little bit, just a tiny little touch, a tittle bit of self-searching so that you understand why those little things are so important to you. Because I guarantee you there's some things that have went on with you in your past. Maybe some things people will point out about you. Okay, miss ma'am. Miss ma'am. Okay. Self-search. Okay. And just just discover if there's not some some ill feelings that you have about your own self. Um, and and probably with, you know, your relationship with your, your parents or your siblings or whoever your caretaker was as a kid. That's usually where stuff like that comes from. Um, but yeah, I would I would look into that if, if that's you. Because otherwise... I mean, really, what are you, what are we trying to say? Right? What are we trying to say? There's nothing wrong with learning what you can and cannot put up with at all. And as long as you're being intentional about your plans for dating, there's no harm, no foul, really. Because let's be clear, I'm learning you. And if I learn that we're not good together, why would I continue that? I'm not going to sit here and put in work towards a person that isn't aligning with what I want out of my life. And the sooner I find that out, the better, right? <laughs> and I do think that online dating makes that way worse and way harder. Like, let's do not get it twisted because the whole swipe right, swipe left, it's very much instant gratification. It's very much, you know, just add water. And that's not how life works. It's not. But it does make it so much easier for people to feel less than and for people to dismiss folks. And I think that's a shame. Um, I do. But also, I think it's the talking phase, which is so much less personable. Like there's there's absolutely nothing tying me to getting to know you. There's nothing that's making me get to know you. I'm just saying I don't care to know you, right? I don't care to know you. And if you really want to be legit about marriage and, you know, the whole business contract of it, the business side and the contractualness of marriage as a history, I mean, really, it didn't matter what you wanted. It didn't matter how you felt. Because once you sign on the data line, baby, what's yours is mine, what's mine is yours. I'm here for you. I belong to you. That's what it was. So in a day and age where we can say that I want to love someone, I want to care about someone, I want to be with someone that I want to be with, I think we should be grateful that we have that option that we function like that as a society because it didn't have to go this way. It really didn't. So there is freedom in in knowing what you want and having that ability to walk away. But I don't think that dating teaches you how to do that, if that makes sense. Um, I still think that dating, you know, on the same on the same token as it as it it, it, it can be, you know, what is it like um, you know, I can do better. I can do better. Well, what about those who feel like I can't do any better than this? You know, and I mean that in a good and a bad way. What if you look at that person? You're like, you know what? This is as good as it gets. This is as good as it gets. I have found the one. This is my match. I'm done. Or that person that says, oh, my God, I better lock this down because be a fence, Jesus. I will never find this again. You know, it's like it's like, where is that coming from? (laughs) Where did that come from? 
right? Like it's, is it good? Is it, is it a positive thing that someone wants to lock you down because it's not going to get any better? Is it a good thing that they're looking at you like, this is the one, this is the one, the one what though? You know, what are the intentions behind that? Is it because you see that person as being your long-term everything or because you're afraid that they're going to be with someone else or because you're afraid that you're never going to find, you know, anything that even compares? Is that enough for a relationship? Is that enough for a a marriage? And if it's not, did the mindset that put you there, is that mindset enough to carry you through the ups and downs? Was it based on real life events, real life facts, real life feelings, or was it something superficial? Was it that lusty lust, you know? Was it that, you know, all things that shimmer ain't gold type attitude where they looked at good with the house and the money and the cars, but they was really just a crap person on the inside? What are you settling for, right? So again, I don't think that it's a matter of, of preparing you for divorce. I still think that dating prepares you for marriage as long as you're using it in that way. Because I think that people deserve an exit plan. I do. I mean, shoot me, I guess. Because stuff happens. Shit goes wrong, man. You don't really know people. You really don't. You can try to know people. And at the end of the day, I'm all for resolving the conflict and and having those ready-made skills But you shouldn't stay somewhere that just doesn't service you, right? And I hate that people say, again, the whole happiness trope, right? The the life's too short to be miserable thing. I I hate that it comes down to that simple ass saying. But the reality is by the time you reach that point, I mean, it's been months of unhappiness. It's, It's a repeating pattern. It's you letting things slide. It's you not standing up for yourself, not asserting yourself. And if you seek help, I guess that's the caveat here, right? If you sought help, if you sought intervention, if you've brought this stuff up and and it hasn't gotten resolved, I do think you deserve an exit. The same thing in dating. You know, you have these situations that you don't like and you you say something about them. You don't just keep letting this person disrespect you or do these things because that's making them think that you're cool with what it is that you're doing or sorry, that they're doing when you're not. If you're not, you're not, say so. Because that is what creates the fraud, right? If you keep doing something to me that I secretly despise, but I don't say anything, so you think that, oh, I'm just cool with this. Next thing I wanna know, or think next thing I know, we we get married and you know, you're like, oh, this is the perfect woman. She puts up with me. She does the, I don't I don't wanna put up with you. I was just too afraid to tell you I didn't like it. Now we both looking crazy, right? Because you knew what they was about and you refused to say something. You allowed them to do all this stuff. Now you married to it. What you mean now you upset, right? You gave and you gave and you gave and you acted like you was cool with giving. But now all of a sudden you need to be a taker. Baby, I ain't, I am, I'm not a giver. I've always been a taker. You knew I was a taker when you met me, remember? Because you kept giving, right? Right. So that's that to me is where the real thing is. When we accept things from people, when we do things for people in this kind of name of, 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 you know, being liked, right? This fear of being alone. We just accept stuff that's outside of the realm of what we would normally accept. That is a thing to me that leads to divorce. And I don't think that dating makes you practice that more. I don't think that dating makes you more perceptible perceptible is that a fucking word 
acceptable you know you know what I'm trying to say I don't think dating makes you more prone to that um I think that's a personality thing I think that's a likability thing I think that's a uh you know just a personal kind of shame type situation and and if you're not ready to work through that or to deal with that or even talk with your partner about that then you're not ready to date you know keep it at talking because once you do start dating someone you have got to be 110 percent authentically you you have to be authentically you. People have to know what they're signing up for. I'm big on that. I tell that to to guys that I talk to, um, to people that I talk to. I'm very clear about it. You know, I don't want to be bamboozled. I don't. I want to know what I'm walking into. So I don't need you to sugarcoat things for me. I don't need you to quote, be nice. I don't need you to, you know, do things for me that you wouldn't normally do for me. I understand best foot forward and take me out, wine and dine, all that jazz. But if you don't typically do that or go these places, don't set me up for failure. Don't have me sitting here expecting a version of you that doesn't exist because this is just the nice you that you put out for for the purposes of of catching someone. I'm not looking for that. Right. But again, I know to separate that between the talking and the dating and the relationship. You trying to impress me and do all this extra is just you talking. It's a game. And if I like what you're putting down, then hmm, I might date you. I might date you. Yes. Continue to woo me, but also reveal more of you. Because at this point, we're trying to get intimate. Right. At this point, I actually do want to get to know you beyond just us having a conversation, beyond us having that normal connection, that initial attraction, right? This is more about tell me your goals, tell me your secrets, let me know you because I'm wanting in. I want a part of your life. I I, I think I want that. So now reveal these things to me. And at those moments between you being fancy and all that jazz and now you tell me about you, if I'm deciding, hmm, this ain't really, uh, he got a lot going on. I have to be the one that says this isn't for me and back off. I can't just say, well, he is kind of being nice and, you know, he he is doing this for me and and this is what it is. No, no, that's me being fraudulent. That's me dumbing myself down or or being overly caring or exerting myself extra because I want to show you that I can be there for you. Little boy, I don't want to be there for you. Like the hell you got going on? No, this this sound crazy, actually. This sound crazy. I don't think I want to be a part of this. I got my own problems. I got my own things, honey. No, no, just no. So it takes that that honesty component there. It takes that communication there, that boundary assertion there. That's how you avoid everything else that you can walk into and again to me that's practicing for marriage because I'm being honest I'm eliminating people situations things that I know I don't want that I know I don't want I don't see that as cutting off or 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 reinforcing the fact that I don't have to put up with something that I don't have to put up with no I'm just not allowing you you Mr. Whoever Miss Whoever to even get me that far because I respect myself. And to me, that's the difference. Perspective. <laughs> if you want to look at it and say, well, I mean, technically, you are just, you're not putting up with things, but I would never put up with that in the marriage either. Either. Like, I mean, hello, I wouldn't marry that. To begin with, marriage, what mar- divorce, I wouldn't even marry that. That's the way I see it. Like this, this to me is literally practicing for marriage because I am 
putting out there, I am dwindling down what can and cannot get to me, right? My expectations of a marriage. I'm being 100% truthful in myself. I'm letting you know, this is who I am. This is what I got going on. I'm telling you as the partner, hey, I need to see you because at the end of the day, it's going to be us. Not the nice versions of us, literally us, the good and the bad, okay? The ugly and the sweet. When you being a dick, when I'm being an asshole, that's what we're getting right now. And if you show me those things and we decide together, you know what, I can, I can deal with this. Then we're going to be successful because we're not sugarcoating things for each other. We're not hiding ourselves. That's setting us up for marriage success. That is not setting us up for divorce. To me, the, the setting up of divorce, the, the niceties in dating, I can see that being the setup for, for divorce. You know, if you allow that situation to kind of carry on, like I said, you mask how you feel because you're trying to present in a nice way. You, you, um, you know, you, you don't talk about the things that are important to you because you don't want to, quote, scare somebody off. I can see that being the practice for divorce because you're not even being your own self. You're going to marry someone who doesn't know you right? This is the fraud I'm talking about. When the person you date suddenly isn't the person you're in a relationship with because they were lying to you the entire time to get you to be in their relationship. That is where we're getting ready for divorce. But to me, again, it's not, it's not practice for it. I think you just set yourself up. You're not creating any habits that are going to lead you down a divorce path. You're literally just exposing yourself as a fucking fraud. That's it that's that's the gag (laughs) that's it you just fake and you got found out that's it all right guys (laughs) hopefully that was a good conversation for you um like i mentioned please feel free to chat with me i try to always have a question or something like posted on like the community side of stuff i'd love to talk with you guys if you can leave comments or even send me an email or a message whatever we can chat it up um but that is the discussion on dating for divorce (laughs) let me know your thoughts thank you guys so much for tuning in again i appreciate you all be lovely be amazing and until next time be safe y'all bye